The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Thank you for coming back. And I hope by this time, everyone who's listening has told someone to subscribe, to like, to rate, to send us an email, czmediapodcast at gmail.com. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And today, it has come to absolutely nobody's surprise that Dan is not here. Again, I was so hopeful. He was on a one-show streak. <laughs> so far, this is all I know about this guy. Is that, that he's not that here. he doesn't show up. Right? You know what's so funny is that I think that it is it is more fun talking about Dan not being here than it is talking to Dan. This is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it provides more entertainment value to he, say Dan's not here. He's saying everything by saying nothing at all. That's right. And he's he's uh, he's taking up mind space. Like we could be talking about something super interesting right now, like right from the get go. Totally. But no, we're talking about fucking Dan. But we're talking about Dan. <laughs> I don't even know him, but yeah, I, I feel you. Man. Well, he's just not here. The first time he disappeared for a bunch of shows, he was up on some mountain somewhere. He came down from that mountain. Peeked his head out like a, uh, what are those animals that peek their head out? Antelopes? No. no. Um, uh, Who are the animals that tell you if winter's coming or not? Oh, groundhogs. That yeah, he peeked his head up like a groundhog. Okay, okay. And then went right back into his hole. So, so I, I, I'm inspired by Dan I've, uh, because... because <laughs> This is a person I've never met, but already he holds so much weight in this conversation. He and, does. And really that just shows uh, how important he actually is to well, this. No, to I this don't want you to I don't want you to give Dan a big head. Hey, I already kind of slammed on him a little bit, so You did. Don't want to get just Dan keep keeping the playing field even. That's all. Don't want to get Dan uh, high in the uh, the britches. Keep him grounded. Gotcha. You know him better than me, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. So we'll allocate these three minutes to Dan. In his absence, I have with me a super talented, amazing artist named Evan Peterson. Hey, Evan. Hello. How are you? Having fun. Hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about. <clears throat> Talk about some art. Mm-hmm. Talk about stuff that we dig. Yeah. Art-wise, this new stuff that we try. Totally. Crossover stuff. So uh, I think a, li- a few of our listeners know you because I've posted the video that we made. Far out. I didn't know that. Cool. So give us a little, uh, a little rundown, a little recap of the type of art you do. Why you do it? So let's let's start there. Okay. Um, goodness. Uh, well, um, I I I'm I'm a very traditional artist in a sen- in a sense, but also I'm 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 working with a medium that uh, that's not so sought after anymore, or maybe never was. But I do reverse glass paintings, right? So. Uh, I, I work on glass as my canvas. That's, yeah, that's the thing. So, um, so but tell us what. So you said reverse glass that, paintings. Yeah, the, so the reverse part is just uh, it's it, it's it's referred to as that because um, when you're working on glass the way that I am, you're painting on one side of the glass. The opposite side of the glass is the side that you view the painting from. So if you think about that for a moment, anything that any uh, paint, pigment, any mark that you make on the glass's surface is going to be opposite 
or, or uh, the the first thing you see when you turn the glass over, right? Right. So, um, I I do as much detail in those first marks, or maybe a guideline, if you will, of what my painting is going to be. So, um, yeah. So traditional yeah. canvas painting, for the most part, the artist who makes it paints the background first yes. and works its way in. Yes. So he'll generally, do generally he'll do the same. yeah for the I mean underpaint, 8 out of 10 10. Yeah, underpainting first and then uh you finish with Whereas you got to start from that very detailed layer first and then work your way out. Yes. Ge- that that yes. That's the most basic way to think about it. Yeah. The, the, yes. So And how long have you been doing that? Oh man! At this point, we're coming up on um, all the ten-year mark is coming up. Really oh, okay. Close. Yeah, you're a veteran. Well, we're 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 I can say decade pretty soon. Very cool. So that's very cool. Do you still have the first one you did? Oh, no, you know, um, great question. My father has that. So I mean, it's still in your. It's it's in the family and, and very cool. Yeah, yeah, and that. Um, <clears throat> What was it of? <clears throat> oh, the first seven or eight paintings that I did on glass were all portraits, and they were spooky, spooky human form portraits. Right? Okay. They all came out real different, and it was very experimental. Like I was just realizing that I could do this thing. Yeah. You know, and and so um, they're very, very basic, very crude. But they show massive potential for what was to be. Yeah, you know what, what I where mean. Where you and are now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it it was just like a switch went off in my brain, man. And 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 those first six, seven paintings were just so massive. It was just there, such a big I'm, deal. I want to see that one. Yeah, there, oh. I, I want to see I, that I, first I, one. No, know, knowing you especially Carlos, like you would probably really appreciate those first ones. Cause of the, the spooky creepiness they're, of they're it. They're morbid. They're they're <laughs> Yeah. They're yeah. And you know, well, it's funny though. It's, it's so where, 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 where I find myself now, um, in creating my new work at the moment. Yeah. I've been going back to that place. Okay. Really. And incorporating like, what is it about those that, what, what was so inspiring at that moment? Yeah. And I've I, I've kind of channeled that now, and I've got a really strong sense of like. Were you a horror fan, or no? Did it just happen to just come out that way? No, that I mean, yeah, I'm not a horror fan. I really, actually, it scares scares me. I I, I don't enjoy watching horror flicks, no. but um, um, I I've I think I've I've battled uh, fear. In my life, okay, absolutely. So it, yes. gotcha. Yeah, there, I mean, so, there's a, a and, and 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 overcome that fear at different points, different things, right? Yeah, and uh, and and anger kind of plays into fear a little bit. Yeah, so like, anger brings out fear a little bit. So for you were me pissed off ten years ago? I think so. Yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, um, yes, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. <laughs> So a little like ang- angry. what you're doing yeah. now is like uh, colorful, vibrant birds and sure. lots of wildlife. Sure. It got so real soft. Not so angry anymore, <laughs> which is good. You know, who wants to be angry for 10 years? No, I, I'm a, I'm a, I've, I've found myself in a really interesting place as an artist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and, and I think uh, from from mentors of mine and, and uh, people that I really look up to and have learned about things come in cycles. Right. Yeah. So I think I'm just at this full circle moment right now and I'm going back to the origin the start and realizing where I'm at now and all these years later. And who was that first artist you looked up to 10 years ago yeah. that got it kicked off? Oh, right. Yeah. So I've talked about this a lot. You know, yeah. uh, um, Rick, Rick Barto is Rick my Bartow. man. He's just the guy. He's just the guy for me. And uh, he, he was able to connect with me on a very 
personal, very human level, uh, on a level that made me feel like I could achieve whatever I set my mind yeah. out to achieving. He made it possible. And he did this type of art? Similar. Well, uh, he, he, no, he, man, he, he does everything. Okay. I mean, really, truly, he is a master at so many mediums of art. So, I, um, like sculpture, I believe you showed me yeah, some sculpture. sculpture. Um, work, uh, the, 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 the dry point, uh, etchings and, and, uh, working with master printers and, um, okay. Um, just just all sorts of different things. Paint. So where he's, was he's, the, a, he's a brilliant painter. Where was the first? But he can draw like he can draw his face off. So I wish I could draw. Yeah, that I wish I could too. Honestly, that that's my yeah. Wait, but you do draw. Uh, to a, yeah, to a degree, but you know, there's there's. I can draw stick people. I'll just say that's it. where I'm at. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so so. There's other artists that I look up to, and some of them have made their careers off of, uh, uh, what is it, Im- impressions or uh, uh, impersonations. Okay. Look at Warhol. Yeah. You know, he took basic everyday objects, right, and made them uh, advertisement and art and cross those lines. But it was replication. Yeah. You know, and Picasso himself said, good artists borrow and great artists steal. So ripping off imagery is super old and it's nothing new. Right. It's always happened. And it's it's kind of a faux pas, maybe. But I'm not, you know, ashamed to say that, like, if I see an image or a photograph or a thing that I think is perfect and brilliant i'm gonna take that and manipulate it the way that i see fit you know there's a documentary about the warhol um what was that cleaning material cleaning product in the 60s that came in a yellow box brillo pads the brillo pads yeah it's a documentary about one of the first the first one that he made Soap or or just it's like cleaner, yeah. Yeah, which was I mean there was nothing Warhol about it other than he signed it at the bottom. It was just a yellow box with this logo on the side. Yeah, and he had given it, he had given it to this guy, and it was like he owned it for a really long time, but they didn't know how important it was, and they sold it. And then it's been sold plenty of times since then, hundreds of thousands of dollars each time it sells. But I'm, I was I'm, I was sitting there thinking, I'm an hour and a half into this documentary about a yellow box. <laughs> it, it, but yeah, because it's, Warhol, <laughs> because Warhol signed oh it, it's, he it made is. it. But at the, I mean, but at the same time, it's like that's pretty. I mean, that is the brilliant of Warhol. Well, well, in the power of of media to or or uh, power of advertisement, you know. Yeah, I, he he just was he was able to cross over those. Uh, yeah, he. So yeah, it's this hour and a half documentary. Mm. I'm enthralled. I'm glued to the TV, thinking what is going to happen to this box? <laughs> and they're treating it's just a cardboard box. It's just like literally a yellow cardboard box, and they're treating it like if it was the you know I I don't think I could do covenant. that to Don Soap or anything. You know, it's it's been done. Never to be duplicated. Right. At yes. least not. And so many artists do and have, and and some have made a, a really good, yeah. you know, thing for, and, and, and. Uh, so yeah. who was the, where was the first time you learned of reverse glass painting? Okay. So that didn't come until after I actually started working on the glass myself, honestly. And that, that's um, the, the way that I even came about working on glass was so innocent and honest and a mistake, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I was working on canvas and paper traditionally like um, so many uh, painters do. And I was framing my own work, right? And um, it basically came to a, a day in my studio where it's like I had uh, pieces of glass for these frames that I was making and I didn't have any good pieces of canvas, but I just looked at the glass like, oh, well, I could paint onto the glass like I would on like an artist panel yeah. or a piece well, of canvas. Necessity. Just, yeah, it was just a flat surface. Yeah, just that was it. To... That was it. So I guess I just asked the question like, can I use that as right. a canvas? And I was like, well, why not? You know. And honestly, through that process, those first few that that nobody has the, 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 those first few are de- long destroyed, but at some point I flipped that piece of glass over after I'd painted on it and realized oh. what I was really trying to achieve gotcha. was happening on that unpainted on the other side. side. And, Very and, interesting. And that was the light. That was that was actually the light bulb that just wakes like okay. There's something else going on. This this is what I want to pursue. Very cool. You know? And since that moment, it's been like, I mean, one little thing after another, like, oh, I can do this, and I can do this, yeah. and I can do this. And now it's really got to a point where it's just like, I know what I know, what I know really well, and I'm still learning stuff, and I'm still adding stuff, and yeah. I'm still using the glass as a separate medium from the paint. It's right. different, you know? And so we're, like, working with uh, double-pane stuff now and, like, um, just... Uh, just and, 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 and LED lighting and, and like, it's almost... Ooh. It's crossing over. Are those... In, the, is the... Are the set of eyes that you're doing backlit? That, that, yeah, that, that's one of the first ones that says a, yeah, a backlit cool. double thing, right? Um, uh, or not even... That's not a double thing, but, but yes, yeah, and... Uh, but uh, so so you're gonna see this whole next year of of new work that comes out. That's ha, ha, some of the new stuff is gonna be that. Okay, you know? and is I'm that really stuff that you're working on for the the um, Westport Newport Newport? Yes, Newport. Yeah. So the um, Newport show. What is this? Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna have a, a you're gonna be part of this show, or is it gonna be your show? Your show, yeah, it's a so it's just a solo show for. Uh, I, I'm thrilled to say that I, I was asked to do very a, cool a two month solo show in uh, at the Newport Visual Arts. So Center. your name's gonna be up there. Yeah, man, I, it's just like it's it's a it really is like for for a small place. Um, it's like a really important one for me because yeah. certain you know just I I feel like it's just it's just a big. How moment. many pieces are gonna be shown? Oh yeah, so I mean, uh, easily I'll have twenty new. Uh, that that's my goal is to have twenty new paintings, but also uh, it's gonna be a show that focuses on kind of it's kind of a retrospective thing a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna incorporate some, um, it, at least some themes and elements of old work. Maybe some really old work also. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite figured that part out yet, but I really want it to just show. It, it, I, I want it to represent me as a whole. Right. You know what I mean? So you want 20 new so, pieces. That's the goal. I, I have a good start. I have a, I have a, I, okay. I, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a quarter of the way there already. Very cool. So. And I, do you have uh and it's, and it's, 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 it's uh I recognized I was very complacent over the last couple of years and it got really safe. Mm. And these new pieces that nobody have, has seen yet is really like, it's, 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 it's got the edge. Okay. Like, like the first ones did. That's exciting. So, so I'm excited. I'm in a good headspace for like create it's new. It's, it's reinvented again. Do you have, so is that edgy, going to carry over through the rest of these or is that just 100 percent? yes okay 100 percent. and how does that work so do you sketch some of these out before or is it you put this you have this window in front of you and like okay this is what i'm going to do both um i i it's it's uh you know over the years 
I've done a lot of sketching that never made it to actual paintings. Yeah. Okay. Do you keep these sketchbooks? Oh, totally. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, I, and, and, and again, those are those are things that nobody's seen. Those yeah. are just my my daily. Those will be the ones that'll sell at auction for a million dollars when oh, you die. Fuck. Like when you die yeah. <laughs> after you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though that's if, yeah, and then uh, someone will profit off of that. Yeah, yeah. It, so right, very that. doubtful. But <laughs> when that happens, just for the record, that goes to all of my nieces and nephews. Yeah, you gotta write that. That's out. the youngest generation that I know. You about. gotta write. You gotta write that in the will. Yeah. If when when I make it big. Yeah. After I'm dead. When I make it big, <laughs> you know, I just. Uh... It's like me and my negatives. When I make it big, they're gonna look at these horrible camera negatives, film negatives, yep. <laughs> and they're gonna philosophize. They're gonna philosophize over them. It's like, what was he thinking when he took a picture of this blurry door? <laughs> There's it, a deeper meaning. It was some sort here. of perception there. The door to. to it's like, was he thinking it? about how life is just full of blurry decisions and? You really don't know what it is until you make that next move. He encapsulated that so well in this. I was like, no, I just like accidentally pressed the shutter. That's right. Or, you know, his glasses were foggy <laughs> that day from the <laughs> Seattle fog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my lens is blurry. That's what will happen. So that's super like exciting. Like You're going to have a whole show to yourself for two months. It's, in Newport. It's pretty sweet. It's, 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 you know, like, uh, definitely a place i consider my hometown yeah and um so so many people that i look up to and adore are are there and uh i i couldn't have yeah it's it's for for me to have moved away from that place and to be uh uh gone for for several years or a handful of years and then for for us, us that place to seek me out and say yeah. hey, we want you to come back right that, that that that's the that's it right there you know what i mean like that so that's recognition from yeah. where you or your heart is yeah man that's yeah. super that's, that's, that's super that's cool where it, that's where it started <laughs> and then like you know uh, it's comes full circle so we'll put their information in the show notes excellent newport is there, visual art center is yeah. newport visual art center so i'll put that information in the show notes yeah um but for right now let's do you like italian food love love italian food yeah man. we're our spot our one of the sponsors is from that's amore cafe who's really close to here uh they have this wild boar ragu i think it's wild boar ragu that that I, that sounds absolutely fantastic. it is super yeah. delicious so let's hear let's from them for a second cool and we'll be right back Hi, I'm Guy DeVillier. I'm the owner of That's Amore Italian Cafe on top of the Mount Baker neighborhood here in Seattle. Come see us for some great standard Italian fare and specials with a little Pacific Northwest flair. We're open every night for dinner from 5 to 9 during the week and 4 to 10 on the weekends. Make a reservation by visiting thatsamoreseattle.com or give us a call at 206-322-3677. And stay tuned for future episodes of this podcast when I'll join the guys to talk about food, wine, and great Seattle eats. And we're back. <laughs> Man, every time I hear that spot, I want to walk over and say, hey, guy. Give hook me it, some boar ragu. Hook it up with the boar ragu. <laughs> they have new desserts. They have a new um, orange... White chocolate cannoli. Oh my god, cannoli! Oh yeah, and a salted caramel um, pistachio something. No, bandino, bandio, bunido. I don't know. It's That's a pudding. Just like so, it's above, pudding with caramel. It's like above my dessert grade that I've never yeah. had. <laughs> Thank. It sounds really uh, delicious. It's super delicious. Yeah. And then they did something new with their tiramisu. Which the first time I, it's got to be like coffee infused or espresso. No, right? it's like, it's um, 
Raspberry then, because tiramisu is only espresso or raspberry. No, they did something. It's I go, the first time I had it, it, I got a lot of coconut flavor, but they're not using coconut. Oh. It's they're like using this this other type of mascarpone. So these are Italian folks that like have summer homes in Hawaii, <laughs> probably. And you know what? I don't think they would mind. I, mean, I, I, home. Yeah, right, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but I don't think that they would mind if okay. it if it were the case. Uh, anyway. So, but they're super Anyhow. nice guys. Everyone should go. Everyone should go visit them. Go to their website www.thatsamorec.com and make reservations. Yes, they were on TV. They were on TV a little bit ago. If you missed it last night, it's on again tonight. Yeah. So. It was super. And I was on it. It's my uh, 32 seconds of fame of you, being on You the had show. a really good headshot. I mean, for, <laughs> for several minutes. And for, I was for, drinking. For several, yeah, yeah. And I was drinking. All right. <clears throat> so aside from being, aside from being a super talented oh and you know what i'll tell you we got to talk about this later i found a customer for you who wants you to commission you to do something for her okay that's fantastic i'm all ears so aside from well not aside but also also you are a (laughs) skilled musician i i i've 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 been playing music for a long longer than I've done artwork. Basically, what do you play? Do you sing? I do you can, play rock I, band? Are you a is this is this rock band I'm musician? I'm not a rock band fan. I actually no. To honestly, like, is this dance dance revolution or is this real music? Um, this is music. Yeah. I, uh, no, we we I I I can I can I can carry a tune a little bit, but I'm not a. I, I I play the drum set. That's my thing. Oh. That's always been my you thing. You paint and you play the drums. Sure. Which are literally two of the top five things that I wish that I could do. Okay. Like, do drummers get the chicks, if you ask me? Yeah, so um, I, I have the best chick possible. But, but Is it due I, to I, your drumming? I would drumming? say very, very much no. Absolutely. Is it because of your drumming? Uh, 100% not because of my drumming. Mm, we need yeah. to ask her. Yeah, we should, you know. Um, I think she'll say that because of the drumming. Mm-hmm. The drumming is what got you. Uh, got you. Uh, it's just because I like the beat. The on number. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I so badly wanted to play the drums when I was a kid. It's but much more sexy to be a saxophone player. Yeah, but eh. no one's gonna throw a bra at a saxophone player. I don't know. I- I've never been a chick, so I really don't know what is attractive as far as musicians. I go. mean. You know, drummers drummers get the butt of all of the music. Uh, you know, the musicians' jokes, right? Like, why they control the beat? I don't know. You know, it's like uh, you could mess them all up if you wanted to. You know, it's like, hey guys, I got this song we should play. It's like notorious last words for a drummer. For a drummer, <laughs> <It's like, laughs> you, you you just you learn to just like show up and. Uh, Keep the beat. Keep the beat, right? And and try not to to like be too there. You just right. you, you just got to be there, you know. And and uh, yeah. well, that is super cool. Yeah, I I really do wish I could play the drums. Anyway, yeah. Well, we, we should have a session sometime. When sure. so a mutual friend, Rich. Yes. Rich is gonna get the shout out. What's up, Rich Todd? <laughs> Sammamish. I don't think he's listening. But we'll we need to I'll, I'll I think li- he will after this. I'm I will sure. uh I'll link him in the post so that he'll be curious as to what exactly we say. Absolutely. You know what? And really he has a very uh very relevant spot in this conversation because when I first moved to Seattle, Rich and I were playing in a band together. Yeah. On you know, and we actually played a couple shows. Straight Red. Straight Red. Yes. I was a fill-in drummer twice for Straight Red. Is that okay. Well, for a practice session. I didn't know that's awesome. Okay. But it you, took Rich maybe 45 minutes for him to teach me the one beat 
for the one song. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then, so of course, I, so I can learn a beat. I just can't keep it. I learn it and then it goes away gotcha. 10 seconds later. Gotcha. And he taught me this beat and we're playing it for the song. But then I got lost and then I just started following his strumming because he plays guitar. You know, that's not a bad oh, strategy. He, he didn't honestly. like it, though. Uh, well. He said, you shouldn't. He's like, don't follow me. Play what I taught you. And I was like, yeah, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, there's just no pleasing that guy. There isn't. Jeez. Such a perfectionist. But it was fun. <laughs> like, there is absolutely no way that I would do that in front of real people. But I did do it in uh rich in rich the studio. makes you feel so comfortable man and I, yeah. I only had the best experiences playing music with rich for sure they should do a straight red reunion you know we've actually kind of except you got to get arthur from panama right that's... but uh, he's a bassist you can replace a bassist they're the most you know replaceable <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, you know. but Travis. I'm sure Travis would love to sing again. Travis, yeah, Travis is great, man. He's he's really really great, actually. He writes crazy, interesting songs. He has a voice. Yeah, and um, he no, was. I, uh, I always I always thought he was kind of the talent in the band in in a certain respect. Anyway, I used one of their songs for one of my early YouTube videos. Yeah, and. Uh, Rich said, that's kind of cool that our song is being used someplace. <laughs> like, it's out there. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was super cool. And then, uh, let's see, Chris was the other guitarist. But was Chris in it all the time? Chris Chris was only in it if he was, was it, in town. If he was in town. Yeah, so Rich's brother, Chris, you know. And, and, and Rich was always real quick to say, oh, well, Chris is the real guitar talent. You yeah. Know? And he, he's a natural. He could play anything, right? But uh, Rich was consistent, man. And, and that's really what, I mean, in, in any good band is really like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, yeah. period. So if you've got like this, it, I don't know. That's just, that's all of the really fantastic band experiences I've had has been with like-minded people of that mentality. Like, What band you know, are you in now? The Chris Pogue band. Pogue? Chris Pogue. Chris Pogue. You guys Pogue. don't know that name? Look up that name. Seattle Chris band? Pogue. Absolutely Seattle. What kind yes. of music? Um I would like to say it is uh West uh, uh, uh New American Western Theory. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that's what that a is. really nerdy, nerdy new way. American that's Western. It's a, a very theory. nerdy way of saying we cover a really wide variety of of American standard sounds mm. in a new way. So it's familiar stuff. It's 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 roots in uh, soul and country and funk and blues and rock. Okay. And and Delta, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans. So I just, mean, it's kind of a. It, it really is truly, truly. I for the first time I can say it is a mix of true American music, and it's a really wide range from from. I mean, it's just A to Z. It's got it all. It really. So does. it's a good time. It's a great time. It's a good time. We will take you on a ride for sure. What's the? Yes. How long have you been with this band? How long has it been around? Oh man, I've been so that's interest that's a that's a tough question, but it's an interesting question. Um I'll say that you know, I when I I met Chris almost 5 years ago and I've been playing music with him almost that whole time, but really got really serious as a group, really started digging into the music about 3 years ago. How many yeah. how many people are in the band? Um, currently our core band is a, is a mix of, um, bass, drums, uh, lead guitar, uh, trumpet, trombone, and, well. then, and then Chris who plays multi-instruments, everything from 
uh, organ to uh, guitar, banjo, accordion, saxophone. Holy cow. I mean, the guy is just crazy. And he sings. He's the lead singer. I mean, he is brilliant, and he writes all wow. the songs. So we're, I, I am truly blessed to work with a true multi-instrumentalist, a true singer-songwriter musician. That like is super Chris cool. Chris Pogue is the real thing, and and all of us that get to play with him know it. And I'm the newest guy, basically, to it, and everybody else in the band has played with him for quite a while. Where do you guys play? Oh, man, we've played all over Seattle. We've played all up and down the West Coast. We've played uh, as far east, uh, as at least as this group, anyways, um, we've all had different experiences, but we we've we're we're new as a as a band, but but we've got we've we've just you know pretty much stayed in the Northwest region basically and and down the coast into California, so um, y- yeah. So you guys go out. We we do, and we have in the in the last uh, three three years we've started to do it regular, and we've been recording a brand new album. That's gonna release in a few months um, in uh, over St. Patty's Day, basically. Very cool. Uh, that's March, right? March seventeenth uh, is Patty's Day. Sixteenth is our official release. So, is there a party? Yeah, man. McMinimins Bothell. Everybody, come out to the McMinimins Bothell. Uh, it, it's does, gonna be a really fun time. Does the band have a website? Yeah, go to Chris Pogue. Uh, dot com or Chris Pogue music. It, I'm com. assuming it'll all be, it'll all be there. It'll all be there. Yeah. Well, that's so. How many songs are on this album? Uh, What's the album called? Can the, you say the name? Th- that yeah. That uh, again, it's it's uh, um, I have to I have to remember. I um, it's it's artifact and Western theory. I believe is the name of the album. <laughs> It's the Thinking Man's album name. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is, and it's just because it's 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 broad and it covers a lot of stuff. Um, and once you listen to the whole album, you'll realize that it's actually it it kind of it kind of uh, makes it, it's it's all one thing. Really, yeah, really quick. It's it's a very you know it's um, it there's something for everybody. For very sure. cool. So. And I'm assuming, well, are you going to, here's the big question. Will it be released on vinyl? Oh, um, I don't know the answer to that question. I, um, I, I hope so. That would be cool. And in the past, uh, Chris has released vinyl. So um, very, very vinyl. possible. Very possible. That's, yeah. that's the only, well, okay. I have a apple music membership so that doesn't necessarily count uh, but any <laughs> new music that i buy is vinyl i i, I don't I, that's my preferred way I, yeah. I think vinyl sounds amazing i'll you you'll see I'll, I'll show you my record collection you'll probably chuckle at it yes i'm sure i'm gonna love it you got some neil diamond in there yeah man there you go you got some uh oh i have a first so before metallica signed with capital Yes. They were with a smaller label. I have the Kill 'em All that was released under oh. that smaller label. That's my one uh, douchebaggy record. That's an epic <laughs> album. No, man. Jeez. Uh, that, uh, be- besides playing music with my folks, that, that was the first band that I actually was a part of. Is is real early on, me and these two other dudes, uh, like elementary school, even like sixth grade, something yeah. like that. We had a band. And we played maybe two songs, but it was a Metallica song, uh, uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah. You know? Uh, so Metallica goes way back for me. I, I'm a, I'm a big I love fan. Metallica. I do, too. I love a- it. April, April and I saw Metallica in Seattle here uh, last year at the... At the uh, Safeco. Safeco, yeah. It was at the baseball stadium, right? Yeah. It was the most epic pyrotechnic show i've ever seen yeah so much fire man i'm jealous crazy. it was cool i wanted to go it see it cool. i really did want to go see it but my wife's not the biggest metallica fan i should have just made her go like i've gone to see neil uh neil simon with her 
No, wait. What's his Paul name? Paul Simon. Paul Simon. I would love to see Paul. Simon. I haven't. I, I would prefer to see Paul Simon over Metallica any day. Of would the week. you? Oh, yeah. So supposedly yeah. this is a really cool yeah. concert. I just. Oh, that's that's a massive concert. Like he, he did the. Graceland. He did his African yeah, theme stuff. Graceland. That he sang Sound of Silence acapella. That yep. was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I love going to shows. He's epic, man. That that guy is just my favorite. One Probably of my, one of my top. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh man, that's a really tough question. I've seen. What's some, the first one? How about that? I, I can't answer that either because, I mean, really, my 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 folks have been taking me to shows since I was real young. Oh, that is so cool. So I I honestly don't know. Like in the womb. You, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> they were they were they were recording and playing and performing music when I was in the womb. So you're born to do this. For sure. I, I think so. I that mean, is it, super cool. It, it, it my, seems, you're gonna laugh seems, at my first concert because it's pretty pathetic. I was twenty two. Okay. My very first concert. Yep. And it was the Poison Holly Weird tour. No oh my you have to tell April. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's epic, man. That's it was that's, Brett there was, Michaels? There was Warrant. Oh, no way. Yeah. Cinderella. Um, Far out. Uh, Warrant, Cinderella. I mean, that, that's... that's. There's like two more. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't go on my own. It was a buddy who liked Poison. And he had tickets, and the other dude he was going to go with didn't go. So he's like, he just called me. He's like, do you want to go? I was like, sure. But that was literally my very first concert. Wow. I was 21 or 22. Wow. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big big way to, to, to break into yeah. the live music scene. And I was For like, sure. what? Yeah, and he was even great seats, too. We were pretty close. That's like a lot of us, uh, spandex and... Uh, I saw lots of boobies. Yeah, bleached uh, jeans and yes, that kind of stuff. This was it was fun, it was a fun thing. But that was my first one. But Safety pins for earrings. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you used? Oh, I, I, <laughs> oh man, there there's there's holes in my ears that don't work anymore. Maybe. <laughs> That's if I got, I, I just if have I two, got an two earring, big ones, right? My mom, yeah. My mom would have murdered me. Yeah. My mom would have not been very happy, so I never did it. So I got tattoos instead, but that wasn't until much later. And you know what? You have uh, a t-shirt and shorts on, and none of them are visible. So that's an interesting. Well, thing that's too. the wife. Yep. I can do almost what I want. It just you just can't see him. <laughs> Like if I wear a little, I mean, this one kind of comes up a little tiny mm. bit. I've been trying to talk her into giving me the green light to get some on my hands, but that's a uh, why the hands? I don't know because I think it, the ones that I want, I think just think would be cool. That's pretty tough, you know. That's and pretty much to solidify that I'm never going to have a regular job again, which is going to make me work harder at this oh, other creative stuff. Interesting to. Uh, yeah. Why not sabotage counterculture for life? Why not sabotage myself? <laughs> right. Start tattooing the most exposed areas on that's, your body. That's right. It's like hands, face. He's like, no, I did it. I, I'm screwed. Not Either many, I'm screwed or I'm, I'm blessed. Maybe a nose tattoo. Not too many people get nose tattoos. <clears throat> no. You know? yeah. I don't think I could do that. Okay. No, I would, if I did anything, it would be. Um three-quarter sleeve maybe maybe something that comes up a little bit on the neck gotcha not too much not too crazy we, we were actually talking about neck we were talking about neck tattoos tonight and i said oh april you know i should get like around my collar and she goes that is so gross never do that so she's no on the neck tattoo yeah so Big kibosh on the on the neck tattoo. You have quite a few. She, she's smart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got like these kind of yeah. like these biker tattoos. You have right? a bird. Uh huh. A couple birds. Um, I've I've actually got uh, 
maybe 14 or 15 birds tattooed all over me. Really? Uh-huh. I've, I've got seagulls tattooed all around my shoulders. Like kind of this. You are from Oregon. Yeah, it's 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 a very uh, specifically Oregon coast themed tattoo, but but they're done very crudely and it's all black and gray and it's. Eh, those are the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that I've you're got, gonna be eighty years old. I've got a Dungeness crab tattooed on each uh, on my chest, <laughs> like a on, German one son. on each side. <laughs> that means that you were in jail in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those, like those Russian stars that the <laughs> <laughs> that Russian dudes get tattooed on them when they're in the can. <laughs> so you go to. Well, I've jail. got the stars on the back of my arms. Do I you? don't think that means. I think that's just old American tradition. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I'm in jail. No, in wait, one let's form explore or this more. I'm definitely you get in jail. you get crabs tattooed on your chest. On, on your chest. Yeah. So like dudes from Oregon are like, ooh, that dude did that dude ten years up. What's the big uh Oregon prison? Uh, oh um you you know, I don't know the Let's call it Portlandville. I would say it's Pendleton. Pendleton? Yeah, I, I there's don't know Camp that for Pendleton. sure. I, but I think there's it's a, a military I base. Think there's a correctional facility out there. I think. They're like, oh, that dude did ten years in Pendleton. He's got, yeah, he's got two crab tattoos on him. Yeah, don't mess with that. One dude. crab is equals five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in for ten years. And then the birds indicate how many people you've killed. Yep, <laughs> all f- sixteen of them or something. Yeah, and I mean, I, I if you look at really if you really look at my tattoos, they're, you know, the, the they're scarred basically. The the people that did these tattoos were so not as professional as I thought they probably were, and <laughs> they just like just ripped into my flesh, man. And so now, as the years go on, they actually kind of look better because I, they're blending they did, in they a little bit more. They did just such a terrible job. It's just like turned into this weird like. But that should make them mean more. They kind you of have do. a story versus yeah. paying, you know, a thousand bucks yeah. for them. Yeah. I got a skull. I love my skull. Where, where is that located? On the back of my left arm. Okay. What what's it? What is it for? Or what is it? Uh, it's a Mexican Day oh, of the Dead skull. That's actually really nice. That's cool, man. And yeah. it says sunshine on top of it. That's I what like I call it. my wife. It's a sunshine. Yeah. It's a sunshine. Then I got this graffiti thing here that has a graffiti L. For her name? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And then I got a dragon. That when I wasn't so fat, you could it probably look better. But it comes. No, that looks like some prison stuff too, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's tough, dude. It, he looks, did it, it looks gnarly. He did it with the motor from a from a Walkman, from a cassette player, right? <laughs> and a guitar string, right? Like, That's right. Yeah. That is right. Yep. Yep. Oh, you didn't even see it. I, I forgot all about my leg. So I actually have like a a, a, is gar- there a gooey duck, a garden with a bunch of skulls all over it. Ooh, that's cool. As as kind of like at, at one point it was uh, kind of like my. Uh, uh, cemetery, as you will, for 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 people that for people that I'd, I'd lost in my life. You know? So, are you freezing? I got these skinny. Oh yeah, man! I wear lots of layers. I'm from Minnesota. Yeah. So, so there's the very there, cool. There's the nice flowers, but so there's look, flowers. If you look at it, there's a there's skulls all through it. There it is. There's the yeah. There's like the traditional biker skulls. I, was it meant to not be filled in? Yes, originally it was meant to not. Well, you know, honestly, I didn't. I don't think I had a, a clear idea at this oh. point. Yeah, it's like I want this, and I want. Has that. every man has uttered that at some point about something that it is especially like, in a tattoo parlor? Yeah. Just a butterfly. <laughs> like i don't know give me a skull and an anchor i'm not thinking this i'm not thinking this through well evan it was awesome speaking to you we kind of covered a little bit we covered your art your very interesting form of painting i'll put images in the show notes so people know uh 
well, what is it? Because I don't think that you're going to, I don't think people are going to grasp it until they see it. It's, 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 it's a tough thing to describe. It is you really, really hard have to, to see do. It. And, and even in photographs too, it's like, it's something that you kind of have to see. Yeah. So person. we'll do that. Then we'll link Chris, Chris Pogue, Chris Pogue's the Chris Pogue band. We'll link his stuff down there so that, uh, people know about your album release in Bothell in That's March. It. Yes. We'll do that. Fantastic. I mean, we've talked about tattoos. Tattoos are, you have a feather. Is that a feather? That's kind of a significant feather. Um, it's, it's, to make a long story short, I had the chance to go do an art show in Half Moon Bay, California. And some really cool things happened down there while I was there. Yeah. Um, the first morning that I was there, I, 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 I arrived at the place I was staying in the evening and it was dark, and I didn't see my environment around me. Mm. But the next morning, I wake up to this beautiful ranch out in the hills, basically, of Half Moon Bay, California. And uh, and I go for a walk by myself, and I see this red-tailed hawk flying around. Right. And I, I keep walking, and... Uh, I looked down and it was underneath like this telephone pole, right? And there's this feather. Oh. And it's one of the, the one of the feathers that that hawk dropped that morning. Wow. That uh, cuz and we confirmed it because it was a tail feather and it was missing and we were the the few people that were with me saw it and like So anyways, I found that feather and I had it tattooed on my arm. Very cool. Yeah. And and a bunch of other crazy stuff happened. <laughs> I mean, even bigger like uh um, yeah, I, I got to meet some pretty famous, or not meet, but I got to go to a pretty incredible spot. You know, one well, of, one of my music idols, I got to go to his place. You'll have to. That'll be a teaser for the next time that you're on the show. That is a big show. teaser. If you guys are listening, I have a great story about Half Moon Bay and one of the biggest folk rock legends of all time. Oh, so so for that, you yeah. should definitely subscribe to the show. That's it. Rate us. Leave a comment. If you want to email czmediapodcast at gmail.com. Evan, I added a donate button. Oh shit. To my website. <laughs> donate, donate. CZ donate. Media is, is 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 roots and it's 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 a uh, something that needs to be supported and we need more of this kind of uh programming out there and the underground is very alive and happening and, and we want to have those people on. That's it. So donate, subscribe, like, share, follow, leave a message. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And we will see you again on the next show. Thank you.